Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Joel Cupcake Unedited with your boy. That's me at Joel Cupcake. What's going on? Um, thanks to everybody that checked out my 15 minutes or so episode. The first one I did with Adrian. Uh, it was rad. Uh, Adrian, thanks for doing that with me. If you watch this one, um, I had a blast. We had a lot of good feedback on some new subscribers. Thank you. Uh, so I wanted to do another one. Um, my creative template has kind of run out. So uh, the next couple episodes will probably all be with guests. Um, so today I have a uh, friend of mine. We've been friends for a while. We've recently gotten a lot closer named Andrew Baird from Belusia. My man. Andrew, what's up, my dude? How are we doing? I'm good, baby. I'm good. Quarantine life, brother. Oh, I know, brother. I know. Trust me. Brother, brother. brother. Hey, uh, you have a drink right there? Yes, drink? I do. All right, cheers, brother. Hey, cheers, cheers, brother. Yeah, love you, do. All right. Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, thank you for joining me today, sir. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, for those of you that don't know, Andrew, there's your adorable dog in the background. I love I, it. My Corgi Milo, if anybody's curious, he's kind of kind of loafing and under trying to figure out why all the humans are home more often. Yes, yes. He's like, stupid humans in my space. Um, yeah, well, so Andrew, you play in a drum named Fallujah. Um, you know, you're from the Bay Area, just like me. Uh, for those of you that don't know who Andrew is, check his band out. They're, they're great. Um, if you like technical death metal, I, that's the best. That's the summary I'm going to give you. Okay. Uh, the last two albums have had some cool atmospheric qualities, but you know what? We are not here to talk about that. I don't want to know about Fallujah. I want to know about you. <laughs> and I want my people to know more about you. And I want the new subscribers I'm hopefully going to get to get to know you better because they found this video because of you. Okay. Okay. So I know that you're not the original drummer of the band, right? Um, correct. Now, like in layman's terms, I'm not the, like a founding. I would. Yeah, there you go. I should have said founding. I should have not said original. Like, so technically on paper, Fallujah had two drummers um, before I did. Okay. With this is uh, the band started in 2007. We were all kids in high school. Um, Correct. Our best friend, my best friend, Tommy Logan, was actually the first drummer uh, when the project kind of came to fruition, sort of thing. And then, oh, Bot Squad, Tom. Bot Squad, Tommy Logan. I hope you know. Shout out to Tommy if he sees this, by the way. Yes. But, um, great drummer, good friend of mine, good friend of the bands. He was in the band for I, I, I want to say like about a seventh, six to seventh month period before I think at the time his parents were like, "You can't be in a band anymore." Like, oh like, yes. So uh, that option had to go, and then. In the meantime, they were able to get another uh, equally great drummer now, especially, I haven't talked to him in a while, but it was Brent Stiletto. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he made appearances playing for the band Rings of Saturn at the time. Yeah. Um, or just a little bit later, he, he ended up joining Rings of Saturn for like a, a certain extended period of time. He was a really, really good drummer. Um, he ended up being a good friend of ours too. Uh, nice, super nice dude. Also into dog grooming right now, in case you didn't know. But Cool. Uh, he... Um, been in the band for like a short, an even shorter period of time. And I actually ran into the Fallujah guys through other musical friends of mine going to summer school at the same time they were. Cool. Um, okay. And this was at a time when I was already in another just local, local yeah. area metal band sort of thing. We were called, it was so dumb. It was called Someone's Lullaby. It didn't really make any sense. We were like blues, metal, grindcore. It's kind of weird. I wanted to be metal, hardcore, and do the whole You were experimental, bro. Exactly. We were very experimental. Uh, yeah. But my mindset was on metal, hardcore, 
like a little death metal at the time. Um, yeah. So I was virtually a drummer without a band because that kind of just broke apart. We didn't get back to anything and we had show offers coming our way and nothing was happening. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck's going on? So anyways, I, I was just like, all right, school, homework, swim team, sports, and practicing drums every day for, for nothing really. Just, just practicing for the sake of practicing. Anyways, yeah. I ran into Scott um, from you know other musical colleagues of mine through their summer school, whatever, and I got invited to a couple of their practices just to hang out with some of the boys and hang out with other musicians, and it was cool. I went to yeah. a couple of local shows. Colorblind Studios in Concord, California, and then- Oh, like, wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Long time, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, the funny story was, um, I went to that second show they had at Colorblind Studios just for fun. There's a guitar center just two blocks down, so the yeah. guys want to go over, they want to get some guitar strings and just kind of screw around. We were there way early. Um, and me being a drummer and hanging out with them, I was like, I'm gonna go to the drum room. I'm gonna sit down with one of the kids and have a good time. So, uh, nice TD. I can't remember if it was like a TD5 electric drum set or not, but it was one of the really nice ones. And I was like, oh, yeah. put the headphones on, rental sticks, just going ham on stuff, checking out checking out presets. Uh, I'm doing some fills and up-downs and blasting and whatever. Yeah. I see Scott come by in the other room, and he and he knows he knows I've been playing drums for a while, and he, he just assumed that, like, oh, he's a pretty good drummer. So he came by, and he's like, he stands over me. And he's like, yo, let me hear what you got, man. He, I was like, all right, all right. I gave him my headphones. <clears throat> this is at the time when Animosity, The Faceless, uh, Through the Eyes of the Dead, all these bands in metal hardcore were kind of like really at a strong point with our scene. Yeah, the early like the, the like pre-deathcore days, as I like to call yeah, them, like yeah. before that uh, term really existed. Exactly, and yeah. so I was like heavily into The Faceless at the time. So I'm playing fills and riffs and blasting and some minor double kick parts from like songs I remember that Faceless used to play or whatever. So anyways, yeah. I'm playing some of these parts on the kit and Scott's like, yeah, I mean, listen, man, like, come on, man, you got some chops, yo. So I give him the headphones, I'm just doing my thing, like up, down, some blasting. Uh, as I'm playing, he's like looking down at me doing my thing. You see this big smile, jokey face, humorous, like looking down yeah. with the headphones on. It starts to slowly turn into something like, he's going like, wow, damn. Damn, like he's doing the whole like okay, like I knew, yeah. it, but like it didn't. Well, I mean, the faceless, the faceless, like especially what Aquadema, that first record. That shit's, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, I always say it wrong. That shit is hard to play, dude. It was hard, and like that's all I did outside of school, and like barely getting my homework done and stuff was just practicing my hot, yeah, like, garage. So, um, just doing my thing, hanging around, playing metal, whatever. He's listening, and he's just watching me wail on blasting and fills, and he's like watching me like get down real hard on all these beats after a while yeah. he a pair of headphones back to me and he's like he's like like he was kind of like perplexed it was kind of cool he's doing yeah. he's like damn damn dude and he kind of like walks off just to go buy his guitar strings and then we go yeah. back day at the show i hear from him i think about a month or two later this was like summertime i think yeah i, I think he hits me up like a month or two later saying like dude we're honestly having like a lot of trouble with like drummers right now. And our last guy, this was Brent at the time, you know, no hate on him. He's a great dude at the time. Yeah. Oh, like we're not satisfied with anything he's doing. Uh, would you be down to like try out drums or something like that? Like just come by the house. Yeah. He, he lives, he lived super close by with his parents, like um, back in like 2007, 2008, just three miles away. So he's like, dude, if you want, you can come on by. Uh, you can like, 
try out his kit or like practice on yours or something. And like, I can give you uh, like scratch tracks or something. I was like, and at, at the time I was like, I don't think I've got anything else going on music wise. So yeah, like, screw it. Why not? Let's give it a shot. Um, he sends me the four songs. It was like, I can't remember all the four songs, like what the names were, but one was called Schleicher and it's just typical heavy deathcore, just nonsense, just beatdowns, blasting parts, fast delivery, yeah. like gravity sections, you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. standard solid deathcore. And um, he gives me all four, I get them down in time. And um, I think I, I think I tried out like a week later and I was able to like get down all four songs in like a few days. And he's like, yeah, the drummer before you is Brent, couldn't like get the songs down in like more than a month. Like you just knocked it out of the park so fast. And we were just jamming and trying everything else together on his kit in his room at his house. And Scott's like, dude, if you want, honestly, you're so damn sick at drums. Like you could just have the part. You could be in this band if you want to. And I was like, all right, fine. All right, let's just do it. So, um, was, so that, was that, were they already on? Unique was the first label, right? Unique Leader was the first like legitimate record label we were yeah, on. Were they already on that, or was this prior to that? This was way prior. So this was like okay. two thousand. This was like two thousand seven, and we didn't yeah. get to, like we didn't yeah. uh, start to have like any sort of label support. I think till like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Okay. Here, like like because like, I know you, and I, I know you know I'm acquaintances with Scott and the other guys, and like I know. Alex, obviously, who's not in the band anymore, but I knew him really well. But like, I, I I'm not like polished on the band's history, so forgive yeah. me on that. No, no, you're good. Yeah, so, uh, technically, the band founded. It was founded in like 2007. Okay. I, say I joined the band maybe like eight months later, but ever since then, I've been. I, I oh, so you are you are technically the the, the original drummer. Drummer, but I just say like I'm kind of an original drummer because I was there almost at the start, and like I've I've not left the band since. Well, then. I mean, you've been on every record. Pretty much, I've been on every record, even yeah. even Leopard Colony, and even like our little EPs that we had before that, the kind of like on the unannounced ones that we had back in like <laughs> yeah. 2007, 2008, you know. So the every demos or whatever, yeah, exactly. So I've been on every album. I've been on every little EP, including the Nomadic EP. It was like a three song thing, and. uh yeah, I just I just say like, hey, I'm not a founding member, but I'm an original member now. So yeah, I think Fallujah has been around since like we're in 2020 now. It's been around. Fallujah has been around for about 12, 13 years. So okay, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I'd say I'm just like about there with with Scott. Scott, I'd say Scott and Alex were the founding members. Scott's still in the band. It's considered like he's the founding member. I've been like a long time member, and then. We've only ever had like a few actual lineup changes, you know, like yeah. many. We've had only a couple, and thankfully, like luck has been on our side. We've had lengthy musicians, like like we've had longevity in our band, like mm -hmm. Bob Aramonte, Brian James, uh, Robert Morey. Um, you know, we had we've had like long term members. Even if we've had lineup changes, they were in the band three, four, or five plus years, which is a blessing if you think about it, considering other bands out there may not have that sort of luck, like long-term members that are like, I'm devoting a lot of my time, my effort, my abilities into this band, this project, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Seeing it grow into something. And that's kind of like what Fluja's, you know, been all about. We've been very fortunate in our, you know, circumstances and our growth over the years. And now we've become this literally like I, I a legitimate international touring band. Yeah. 
full-time full-time touring band so it's been pretty cool it's been a pretty crazy journey and uh you know what with everything happening today in this pandemic yeah i just know i just know you know our bounce back everyone's bounce back is going to be pretty incredible well we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens next year when yeah there's a kick up again shows concerts festivals you know more that, yeah yeah 50 or more people like allowed now kind of thing we'll see we'll see what happens. yeah so yeah um, yeah um yeah man it's crazy so so you joined the band you said in 2008 or seven i'd say i think like 2007 yeah okay and how long have you been playing drums before that I've been playing drums most of my life. Um, oh, awesome! Not not like full drum set, like trap set. Since I was a kid, thing I started picking up drum set like when I was in fourth grade. So you're like you were grooving, yeah. I was grooving. I was doing stuff. Um, I'd say I actually started playing an actual drum set when I was like nine or ten. Um, but okay. I've been playing drums, drums and percussion as a whole probably since I was like a five year old. So I was like five okay. years old, I think. Um, like without going too crazy on like a history lesson, but my mom and dad had an entertainment business. They ran together like um, based on music and culture from the Hawaiian Islands. So Haiti, oh, okay. Samoa, Tonga, like New Zealand, like the Maori, you know, Tahitian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the company, entertainment company was called Spirit of Polynesia. That's actually how I developed my early just basic drum elements and drum yeah abilities um i'm pretty sure my first show i ever played i was like five years old with my mom my dad and our crew of musicians and singers and dancers and stuff so i've been i've been respectfully like surrounded by music pretty much my entire life and sure. uh, yeah that's I, awesome i tried picking up other instruments i tried playing trumpet for a while uh when i was a lot younger i tried picking up bass for a minute i tried to play guitar i've i've been a percussionist i've been a my heartbeat is a, a polyrhythm. I've been a drummer my entire life. So that's just been like, that's my calling. Let's just stick to the things I know, what I'm good at. And then mumble yeah. I am today. I'm wearing my favorite shirt, <laughs> my favorite yeah. action, you know? So, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, things, things change. You never know. I, I went to, I went to college, uh, for, Pro audio production and engineering, technically. So I do have like a small, tiny background in like basic, basic level music theory, basic level percussion um, and rhythmic stuff. Oh, so, cool. okay. um, but my heart's always been full drum set, yeah. metal, metal core, death metal, techie, techie, oh, whatever. Every, everything in that that umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you know, faceless animosity through the eyes of the dead. On Earth was a big pivotal. Oh, Lord metal point you know metal point thing like in my abilities like then i discovered yeah just in mashuga and then it was just game over and i was like this is yeah. this is the kind of music this is the kind of drums i want to be playing like it requires a lot of talent it might not look the prettiest and <laughs> yeah. very, you know like but it's damn fun i made a ton of friends here metals kind of helped me get out of a bunch of depressive ruts growing but growing up back in the day you know so uh, yeah I, I owe my life to metal. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That is awesome. Well, um, yeah, man. I mean, that's that's tight. I didn't know any of that shit about you, actually, that you just said. Hey, so man. you learn something new every day, man. Yeah, you do. You do. Like, you know, that I, I hate that phrase because I think it's cheesy sometimes, but it's like it's like true. You do right. you do learn something new every day. Yeah. So do. But uh, well, damn, man, that's that's tight. That's tight. Well, yeah. So, 
Okay. So like, you know, again, you know, we, we, we kept talking about Fallujah a little bit. Like, I don't want to do that. That's not why I'm here. You know, <laughs> my, my channel is called Joel Cupcake unedited. And like the first, like, you know, seven or so videos I did was all just me ranting and raving to the camera and people getting to know me and my history and how I th feel about shit and certain things like that. And like, you know, I, I obviously we, we can't not talk about Fallujah because it is the band you're in, but like, you know, recently we've been talking a lot more cause you're doing stuff on like Twitch and you have a Patreon and you're doing drum lessons on Skype. You know what I mean? Like, like what are you, what are you up to right now? Like how are your creative juices flowing during the pandemic? I, 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 I've been sitting on related ideas kind of way back last year during springtime sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Just regarding everything that's happening right now with the pandemic, the quarantines, COVID-19, I was going to assume like, you know, my thought process at the time was like, I'm about to hit 30 years old. I've been doing the music thing for like most of my life now. I've been doing the metal thing for over, you know, I've been in Fallujah for like 13 years, been doing the metal thing for like 18, 19 years now. And I was like, you know, I should, I should be doing more things to like, for me, for me, me, you know, like, yeah. like this is always the primary project. Our successes are what's going to help dictate our abilities and, like carrying us forward into the future sort of thing. But I should be doing more like me on a, on a personal level too. And I was like, I, I've got like musical abilities and stuff. Why don't I just try and yeah. like, let me just break out these eggshells a little bit and try some new stuff that I, you know, might've previously been scared to do or just fearful of doing certain things I wasn't comfortable with. So yeah, uh, I got into the idea of like, well, I don't know how I can be a better teacher more or less. I'm not super involved in theory and that sort of thing or whatever, but like, we yeah. try and, teach what I picked up, what I know from my many years of road experience, traveling United States, Canada, Europe, all that stuff. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, I always teach basics and, you know, like people like, oh, like they want to learn to actually learn how to just play drums. Like I would love to teach you how to play drums. And then like metal guys that want to like go fast on the feet or the blasting or the hands, like I can yeah. only teach you stuff like that. And then, you know, fills and rudiments and stuff. So I just, I try, like, I tried to finally break my fear of like, just get into teaching, see what it's like. You'll have more familiar fulfillment just like showing and like doing your best to explain your abilities and teaching students or all that that want to improve their chops behind the kit. Just, just yeah. do it. even if you're doing it for free, you'll get fulfillment everywhere else, and it actually helps you as a teacher also become a student for yourself too. How well do you teach? How how yeah. do you interact with different students with different personality types? Like. Are they better when it comes to like me just showing them stuff? Do I need to explain things better? Do I need to show them examples on YouTube or something or yeah. uh, that sort of thing, you know? So teaching has been lately like really um, fulfilling and like it warms my heart when I finally like get through to a dude who's trying to learn a fill or his blasting seems to improve or he's like, dude, I'm like way, I have way more endurance. My feet have been like a little faster. Like I, I appreciate all your like, little mini helpful tips and tricks and like rudiment stuff, you know? And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, Hey, that's great. I'm so glad. Cause I, I just, I like sticking to basics. I like sticking to foundational things. So teaching has been fun. It's been super fun and awesome. Um, the, the Caldera drums thing that's mm -hmm. something I'm sitting on since spring last year as well. Um, you know, with the access to the internet and like social media, Spotify, iTunes or whatever, um, you and I both know, you know, we're gamers. We're, we're kind of nerdy and stuff. I've yeah. been listening to video game music since I was a kid, RPGs, RTSs, whatever. And something struck 
last year where I was like, I've never actually covered another song before. I've only been a musician of original material. Like, why don't I just try to cover something? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, like, I don't have to do like, I don't know, Van Halen or like, uh, you know, Misfits songs or something like that. Like, just like, I should just try something that I think would be fun. And um, on the way home from a friend's place in Sacramento, it was like late at night. There was like an announcement on Facebook. I just re recently saw that time about like how the uh, Square Enix, uh, the company Square Enix, they make all the Final Fantasy games or whatever. Yeah. They were throwing all their old uh, music on Spotify, just just like on the spot. Like, hey, we're getting ramped up for all the new games coming out. So all these OTSs, OSTs, sorry, are on Spotify. Just go and listen. And I was like, oh man, sweet. So I pull it up. There's like Final Fantasy seven, six. Yeah. Four, I played eight. I played ten. I'm just skimming through, and then uh, I got the idea of like, oh my god, maybe I should just try and like cover a video game track just for funsies, and that's what led yeah. to having this drum cover, this Polynesian metal drum fusion cover of that Final Fantasy X song, Run. Um, yeah. I was like, if I do this, like, this is going to be from the heart, I should blend both, like, how did I start versus what I'm doing now? Like together. Yeah, no, that's, that, dude, that's awesome. Like, especially now even more that like, I know you have like that Polynesian like musical background. Like it makes, after seeing that drum cover, it makes even more sense. And it's like a total great fucking vibe or like meld or whatever you want to say of like your two, of your, your, your background and like what you do now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I could not. And I was like, if I dive into these sort of like, cover related project fun things like i should try and see what i can make of like like i said earlier like the skills that i've developed already through the years and just being on the road and whatever i've picked up like all this time sort of thing so i decided to give like the playthroughs cover thing a try and but i was yeah. like let's do video games because gaming's been near and dear to my heart it's kind of how i yeah. developed more of my abilities was just listening to sick yeah. guesses from video games like either whether it's from halo or yeah Final well, like, and, and like a lot of people that don't play games don't understand and you always you know everyone sees those memes about the girlfriends making fun of their gamer boyfriends but it's like i mean it's helped me stay social through most of my life because i'm almost always playing with someone else you know what i mean mm -hmm. or i'm talking to people about what i'm playing whether it be online or texting or on, on a phone call or whatever so it's still like driving me to be a little social and i feel like a lot of people think that like oh if you play video games like you sit around in a fucking cloak in your dad's basement and don't interact with anybody and it's like i think we all know that that's no longer the truth no longer the truth when we were younger gaming was considered like ultra nerdy you're a weirdo or a dork or a geek for doing it it didn't make you popular made you popular amongst your gaming friends and all that that's fine but you know like yeah. overall like kind of frowned upon you're kind of like a weirdo you're either like too goody two shoes nerdy kid or you're just geeky or you're just you're too intelligent for like the masses or something like that <laughs> yeah nowadays, just... like nowadays gaming is like career yeah. for a lot of people it's yeah. escape for a lot of people like social media blasts it as a harder element of it well it's, it's like the opposite like now you're the nerd if you don't game you if know you what i mean like like, oh, 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 you don't play video games? Your life must fucking suck. Like, like you're missing out on sick entertainment now. Like, like you get yeah. bad sometimes. Like, you didn't see this movie? Like, how do you not see Like, same deal. Like, you didn't play Call of Duty? You didn't play Assassin's Creed? You didn't play, like, yeah. remake that just came out or something? You know, like, it's funny how the tables have turned all these Yeah, days. no, it really is. Uh, somebody said, I always see that phrase somewhere that's, you know, well, someday nerds are going to rule the world. And it's like, 
whoever said that 10 years ago wasn't wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, take a look now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, how much does that, how much does Ninja get paid to be a streamer? You know what I mean? I don't want to fathom those numbers right now. That's scary. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, yeah. Like the, the top five in the world, all get paid the same as like some sports stars do and shit. You know what I mean? Forbes dude. Yeah. Forbes yeah. like, income ratings and stuff like that. There's full-blown – I'm friends with a couple full-blown professional athletes in the NFL and whatever who who play Magic the Gathering, who play Call of Duty, and they're yeah. like, they're like, I throw down with my boys and my yeah. dad, and it's fun, and it's another way for us to be social, now especially because we're stuck at home, so you might as yeah. well use opportunities to – you know, coexist and interact and have fun at the same time, you know? So, exactly, dude. Hey, amen. I mean, and like, honestly, it's been great. Like I've met a lot of people through playing with you that I didn't really know before. I've gotten to know a lot of people better, like Michael, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot, and, and Brent, I mean, I already feel like I knew Brent pretty well, but like I'm actually like interacting with him more now than before the, 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 the shelter in place or whatever the hell, you know what I mean? It was like awesome. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so, okay. So, you're doing, you have a YouTube channel, which is called Era Drums, right? Yeah. So the problem I've made it a YouTube page. I've like loaded three, technically I made four videos. I gave one to um, Nuclear Blast to help promote like a Fallujah song. I played a cover of Glass House uh, from the oh, recent my album. But then I made uh, three more. Another one was the Fallujah song, the Un uh, Undying Light song. Eyes like the sun, and then I did two covers. One was an FF10 cover, the other was a Final Fantasy VII cover, just to get yeah. ready to make that drop recently and stuff. So, um, I've established like, hey, I have my own drum project. I know things are slow right now, but as this year goes on into 2021, 2022, like I'm hoping as time goes on, I could just slowly ramp it into something that becomes a working drum. I call it the drum engine, the drum engine project, like it's yeah. a lab of like me doing. Like I'm, I'm getting into session work now too. So like it'd be just yeah. like playthroughs of like maybe like the session jobs if they if I get permission from them like Fallujah things, Moldrota stuff, and then you know uh, stuff of my own like playthroughs and like covers and whatever. Maybe yeah. I can at some point do cool you know down the line it'd be cool to like do collabs with other artists Ooh. or musicians. Yeah, like I love I love like back in the day like you used to see like uh, you know you know who that band like Some Girls is. I like, think. Yeah. They came out of that, like, all that, like, region of the world that, like, the Locust and the Blood Brothers exist in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they used to do a thing where, like, they would have, like, another drummer, and it'd be two drummers playing the songs, and then, like, they'd have a fucking drum off to end the set for, like, ten minutes of just two drummers going back and forth and, like, just, just with each other. Like, it's it's tight. Like, it's it was – I always thought it was impressive. Yeah. yeah. It would be nice to – it would be cool to try – artist collabs and collectives and that sort of thing. So um, so back to the whole Caldera drums thing, that's just essentially yeah. the project is like, it, that's what it encompasses. Like it's just gonna be a mixture of like all the different drum outlets that I have. Yeah. You know, covers, Fallujah stuff, Mojo, like you name it. So yeah. I, I'm hoping, I know right now things are kind of weird and static and the economy is kind of taking a tumble, you know? So yeah. I'm hoping as time goes on, it grows into something better and better, you know. Yeah. I'm taking my time. I just started. I'm not trying to like, like blast all my handles every freaking day and like, yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, like do this, do that, like new stuff. Well, I mean, and very I mean we're, still, we're, we're still going to do that. So, like, you know, I have your YouTube scrolling at the bottom of the screen here, but then you also <laughs> have, you know, a Patreon, right? I made one. I made one for Caldera Drums. Yeah, I'm technically doing the Twitch thing now, trying to stream. Okay. Uh, 
and, yeah. and, and your Twitch and your Instagram and your Twitter are all uh, Sigma Caldera, right? That's correct. So at Sigma Caldera is where you can find me on Twitter, on my Twitch account, um, and my Instagram. Yeah. And then, I mean, you can find my full name for Facebook and stuff. Yeah, yeah obviously, obviously. That's, that's the segue into the shameless promotional handles and stuff. So, I, I you know. I want people to be able to check you out because like some people might be like, oh man, this guy's cool. He sounds like knowledgeable or like, uh, you know, some people might not know who your band is or whatever. Just like I'm sure some of your followers are going to be like, who the fuck is this guy interviewing Andrew and why should I care? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, before we get ready to wrap up, I have one other thing I want to talk about with you. I have to put you in the hot seat for a second. My favorite part about your story that we didn't, unfortunately it wasn't touched on. Like it's, it's, you know, I have a lot of people in my life that I look up to and that are inspiring, mm -hmm. whether it's for like a, an emotional reason or, or a personality trait or whatever, but like, you know, you had to overcome something in life that most people our age haven't mm -hmm. in like a medical sense. And like, I was wondering if we could maybe touch on that for a minute. Is that okay with yeah. you? Yeah. I'm happy to that story. Like, um, what was it? 2012. So in 2012, I was diagnosed with stage two, uh, like non-seminoma testicular cancer. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, I, like I, I grew up, you know, like we all have trials and tribulations and we all experience right. loss. And like, I grew up without a mother, like most of my life, like she passed away a long, long time ago. Like I didn't do well in school. I had ADD growing up. Probably the reason why I'm I got like into drumming and that sort of thing, you know, I but mean, it, it works. It makes sense. It makes more sense. Exactly. But I think so, um, you know, cruising through life, college, Volusia, music, school, whatever, you know, doing my own thing. I get diagnosed with stage two cancer, testicular cancer in 2012. And I experienced symptoms like five months before that. Um, so September of 2012, I was like, I was doing like a bunch of sports and Krav Maga and like, um, just being active with Fallujah and doing local shows and just living yeah. a young, healthy dude's life in college sort of thing, like having a good time, um, hopeful for life. And I started experiencing like weird throbbing pain. I don't know if it's TMI. I don't know. It's I get it. But uh, like my my sack, like my my groin area was like not doing well one day. Like I was just like yeah. throbbing so hard down here and like I feel like really uncomfortable and I have to pee a lot. And uh I guess uh, in like a kind of a short period of time, my left testicle like grew to the size of, of not an avocado. It's like, it was like almost like a, like a tennis ball, not a tennis ball, just okay. like it's large. It, it grew to a large size, like abnormally fast. And uh, once that- So you were, like th you were like this basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One was like a normal size. Usually the average size of a, a testicle should be like the size of a grape. Mine yeah. like almost like a lime like lime lemon sort of thing anyways so um Damn. okay like a, it happened like pretty quickly and then all my symptoms just kind of ceased like it just stops and then i kind of went five months out through that time just yeah. like i don't know why my nut grew this big but i have no <laughs> i have no like discomfort anymore it just got large and yeah. surprisingly like almost rock hard which i should have known at the time like that, that wasn't good so yeah, um, I went through life. I remember doing a tour with Fallujah and uh, Aegean. Good time. Yeah. I was going through school, like just living life. And then I came home back. I came back from that tour in January. 
I still had the enlarged testicle and it was really starting to worry me. So I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't know why my package is like this big now. Like, I just gotta like, I gotta suck up. <laughs> Seriously, no. Sorry, I should not be laughing. Just the way, the way you said that was just like. Like, like the way this, like, uh, like my mind was blown. I was like, this should not be happening. I don't know why, like, this isn't part of like how I grow into a grown up or whatever. So I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get a checkup. Let me hit up my doctors. Um, so I live in I live in the East Bay, San Francisco, California. So I went to Kaiser Walnut Creek um, and just explained to them, like, look, I feel like I was talking to my doctor. I was like, I feel great. Like I'm in the gym. I'm healthy. I'm strong. Like doing all these cool activities and stuff. I just have this problem down south. Can you take a look at it for me? My doctor at the time was like, yeah, it's fine. Like we're all growing. It's cool. Um, so what do you worry about? I was like, well, I feel like my testicle like enlarged and stuff. He's like, let's take a look. Um, one of the tests was whatever that, uh, I keep forgetting the name of it, but it's the device they put in your ear with the light on so they can look inside your ear. Oh yeah. Um, he, he's like, so we're going to do a test. I'm going to put it like a, like a plastic bag over it and shine this light. Um, after I showed my groin to him, he's like, Whoa, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big, pretty big testicle you got there. And it's only the one of the two versus like both of them being big. So he's like, I'm going to put this bag over this, I don't know, like not a stethoscope. I forgot what it's called. Anyways, he put, he's like, I'm going to put a bag over it. I'm going to shine the light underneath your big testicle. And the goal is if a light shines through your testicle, it's fine. You probably have some loose liquids. We can clear it up. Antibiotics, give you a shot. You're going to be okay. He's like, if no light shines through though, that might be cause for concern. So he does the trick, checks every region of that spot. Yeah. No, no light. No light. No light shine through anywhere. And he's like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you down to urology downstairs. Let's give you some x-rays. Let's just take a look. Yeah, you look fine. You look healthy, but let's, let's just be sure. Nothing, you know, I went downstairs. They did like a certain like a scan probing thing, similar to like getting an MRI or whatever. Um, I head home and actually on my way home, I actually get a frantic phone call from one of the same ladies that did the test on me saying, Hey, Andrew, I'm sorry. I don't have any other, way to sugarcoat this, but you've got cancer. And I like, I think I was at a red light uh, at an intersection, like close to home. Yeah. And I think I sat there for a second, even when it was like green, just being like, where's my phone? I think it was on my cell phone. Like this was before you can like not talk on the phone, you know? I yeah. Was like, I was like, Are you sure about that? Really? She's like, we think you are a stage two. You're at least a stage one because it grew to such a large amount. Plus you've let it sit there for over four or five months at the time. Um, they're like, why don't like, we're sorry to say this, but maybe get home, give us a call back and let's figure out a plan because your, your MRI, like your scans, like they want me to do a piss test at the time and all that stuff. Like, which I did. They're like, your, your blood system, your pee, like uh, all your readings uh, indicate like you're at least a stage one testicular cancer. And I was like, my heart sank so deep. It was yeah. so, it was so dreadful to go into my house and like talk tell to your dad. dad. Tell yeah. my dad, like he's just casually hanging out, watching TV, sports, whatever. It was like not even 7 PM. And um, like, it was tough going inside. Like, like dad, do you have a minute? Cause I was, I was still shaking up. This was like, yeah. Was after I got home, this was, this was a few minutes before I got home when they made the phone call. Yeah. 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 
and he heard everything. He was still, he was doing the whole like, what's up, son? Like still watching TV. I was like, dad, I don't like, I've got cancer. And he was just doing the whole like, watch some TV thing, like the, and then he just put his, he put down the remote and was like, just, just, I, I sank. I yeah. sank. It was tough. I had to call my sister. I had to call some of my family. I called, yeah. I called Alex first. Cause cool, yeah. Yeah. I called Alex first. I called, uh, I called Scott. Um, you know, it was tough. That that was one of the hardest parts was yeah. in those dreaded phone calls to say, like, I don't have any other way to say this. I've got yeah. This. Yeah. I remember hearing that, like, you know, cause like I knew I, I had met Alex a few times at that point in time and like bumped into Scott and, uh, you know, who's, I don't, who was the bass player then? It was still Robert. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. So like I had known and then, but like, I remember like once you finally like, kind of broke the news it was like on the internet and i was like man like that's like that's close to home like that dude's young like that's somebody from here like yeah and then like not to not to skip forward in your story but i'm sure because i'm sure it's not the easiest thing to talk about but like i remember you like overcame it and like you've become such a fitness nut since then and like it didn't slow down your drumming skill like (laughs) i mean like you just kept you just kept going you know what i mean like that is so so inspirational you know what i mean like Thank you. Just like to me, to everybody everywhere. I mean, I hope anybody that hears that, because you know, I don't know how often you've like put that story out there, like the way you just did it right now for me. Um, like not recently, or well, not for a long time. It wasn't yeah. until recently, probably in the last six months. Like I've had a couple interviews. Uh, I got to happily sit down with the Naveen and Cheney for oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. podcast. I finally got to explain it almost in full detail there too. Um, yeah, cool. I, yeah. I've talked about it with close friends, people I may have met like on tour. Yeah. And again, like I'm saying, like, like it's been a long time. I'm very happy to talk about it. I don't care about the TMI thing. Like, yeah, dude, I lost the nut. Like, but yeah. I feel like I'm twice the man I've ever fucking been in my entire life, you know? So like, well, that's like, what I'm saying. Like the way, like you, you, you didn't let it derail your passion. You, 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 you came back from something like that. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure like you've been in better shape since then than you were before. Not saying that, you, not saying that you weren't in good shape before, but <laughs> I, you know, I, like, yeah, I feel like you know, carefree young dude back then. Like we're all yeah. young. We feel like we're invisible. Like I get it. Like that's yeah. that's really youthful thinking, and that's great. Like great courage and you know, spunk and stuff. Yeah. But well, uh, and, and not to and not to sound like. I don't want to sound like old school or like chauvinistic or anything, but like, that's like a man losing one of his balls. Like that's, that's like, that's manhood gone. Yeah. Just like, just like the, like the first thought in your, like in your brain is like, that is like, that's such a fucking scary thing to think about. And you're like, you've just, you've like, I would say you've more than fully bounced back. You know what I mean? Like, obviously. Kind of the hope it was like, I think what, what kind of struck a fire at the time that it all started happening was um, I'm gonna get a little deep on you, but I was like, like I, I cancer is about to like annihilate my entire lifestyle, not yeah. just my health, and I don't like that. And I'm I'm gonna do what I can to keep it. Mm-hmm. Here's the catch, though. Uh, you know, as I was going through the entire journey of surgeries and chemotherapy and throwing up at night and losing sleep and nightmares, and then like losing yeah. that, like, losing weight, muscle mass, like energy. Yeah. play well you know um I, like lo and behold 
like I wasn't gonna die from this. My doctors were like, you're not gonna die. This is actually a, a very common cancer to deal with. We're gonna get you yeah. through it. But you're a young dude, so we're gonna just try and blast the living hell out of you to get it done as soon as we can. And it worked. I got it done within a year, um, yeah. which I'm very fortunate for. But you know, outside of some other trials and tribulations I might have had to deal with when I was growing up as a kid or in my life so far, at that point, that was some of the some of the hardest like um you know sagas i've ever been through in my entire life and it humbled me really fast so i yeah. more like i was getting better cancer's about to be finished um the whole like i want my life back i want to be back in fusion touring and like here's the catcher i can't go back that was the whole point i think like it changed me and there's no like why would i want to go back to you know the way I was before I had cancer. Like, why yeah. not go from this and try and turn this into something, um, you know, not to sound cliche, but something positive. Why, why can't I, oh. why don't I go forward with this brand new experience knowing I don't have a lot of time on planet earth. I don't have a yeah. lot of time being young. I'm not invincible, you know? So I should make as much good time as I can with the time I'm allowed yeah. here. To yeah, I don't, I don't think that sounds cliche at all, man. Like I'm, like, I'm one of the, yeah, I'm, I'm like wanting to, you know, you follow me on the internet. We talk a lot. Like people have seen some of my other videos. Like, yeah, I cuss and I drink and I party and I have a good time and I'm I'm loud and rude. And sometimes I'm a little disrespectful and all that. And I was like, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we're all people and I'm, I'm a, we all have to push forward. We have to push forward together. I promote positivity. That, that's generally my message. That's the whole reason I work with music is to, is to positively affect other people. So like what, what you said does not sound cliche at all. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue though. I kind of interrupted yeah. you. Yeah. Being was, um, I wasn't gonna die from this. I was gonna get better. I'm gonna go through the suck, and it's gonna get pretty bad. I'm gonna probably, you know, not look like I was before. And honestly, after having dealt with something so debilitating, you know, so dramatic, so yeah. just destructive of like a lifestyle you may have or your health or what have you, you know, you know, like I'm, I'm glad. All these years later, I'm glad it happened. Otherwise, I wouldn't have turned. I wouldn't have like. I wouldn't have changed. I wouldn't have changed. Yeah. I would have just made the assumption more that like, life's just gonna hand me great things as I grow up. Like, no, dude. I like. I, I almost could have died had I not like chosen the right you know processes and procedures and like like listen to my doctors and the medications and surgeries and all that stuff. Like we were we were at a point in the middle of all this where. If surgery, I have major surgery done to get lymph nodes taken out. They were like, if we don't have the yeah. surgery, um, your lymph nodes will start to grow more and they'll actually start pushing into your vital organs. So if left alone, yeah, it'll prove fatal. But because you're you're so young, this is kind of early still. Yeah. Stage two, we get it. Like stage two sucks, but this is at a good part where we can like, let's eliminate the cancer. Let's have these surgeries to get all the bad stuff, all the bad infected parts out. Your body will adapt and you're young. You're gonna bounce back just fine. Just give it time. It's gonna be painful, but you're gonna be fine. And yeah. and that's exactly it's exactly what happened. So I got it. I got it taken care of within a year. Um, I lost my hair. Like I lost a shit ton of weight. Um, there was a little bit of like a, a mishap that happened during surgery, and I actually lost. Um, I didn't lose my arm, but I lost all feeling in my right arm for. I remember. I remember yeah. that. Six to eight, eight, six to eight months. I, it was like extreme neuropathy, nerve damage sort of thing. Um, you know, so long story short, like cancer changed my fucking life. And I'm, 
you know, I'm actually thankful now that it happened. Otherwise I wouldn't be who I am now, like where I am now, like things can be different now. Yeah. Um, like compared to when I, before I had it, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, like I said, I, you know, we're only on earth for a short period of time, you and I, so make, you know, make the most of your time. Go out and like do things for you, do things for the other people you care about in your life. You know, like we only have so much time on earth. You, you should be doing what you can to fulfill, you know, your life. As yeah. well. And, you know, like, I know we all go through ups and downs, but especially nowadays with the pandemic and being home and losing money and losing jobs, yeah. I mean, the economy and stuff, you know, but at the end of the tunnel, like there will be a chance for everything to bounce back. Like, that's how I had to see it for the cancer thing. That's how yeah. I'm here right now. Like, like, Hey, things suck now, but if you're enduring, it's worth it. Things are going to be okay. We're going to bounce back. I'm going yeah. to bounce back. We're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Just hang in there brace for impact you know what i'm saying yeah okay well i really appreciate you sharing that story i'm a little i'm a little like that was that was i got a heavier answer out of that than i expected so i really thank you for that man like you like i said i hope you inspire more people to continue to keep on keep on keeping on as i like to say uh okay i got three questions for you and then we'll wrap it up all right (laughs) three okay first one is cheesy what's your favorite color i'm a dark blue guy i like dark blue with uh yeah, black and dark blue. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. What's your, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite food? Bruh. That's I have I don't I'm not picky. I'll eat anything. I like okay, you wanna know the one thing I don't like? I Okay, that, that's we can do that. That's fine. I for some reason just can't handle olives. I can't eat olives. I will no, eat, I don't eat olives either, so that's I'll fucking wonderful. Barbecued I'll eat a barbecued bug, like a chocolate covered cricket or like something but i can't handle all of it i don't i don't know why it's probably like a whole like people with cilantro people either love cilantro or hate cilantro yeah 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 you know i don't know man but i will eat anything and everything i love japanese i love thai i love ramen i love mexican food indian like your boy i'm i'm safe to say my boy you know i can eat man so yeah you know i like drinking it's whatever but you gotta eat for the rest of your life so you might as well get good at eating eating food you're right, my friend. You're right. You know it. Like, it's oh, I know. I know about that life, sir. Don't worry. <laughs> so I'll, I like everything, man. I'll, I'll eat anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what is the like? Obviously, besides playing drums and playing video games, because we've talked about that basically this whole episode. What is like something like? What do you do at home that's been helping you survive? like kind of this pandemic and like this extenuating circumstance that we're all in, like what is like, do you you meditate? Do you have like something that you don't maybe like always put out there, but it really helps you like, you know, like get through the stuff. Like I, like I, you know, like I read and every time I talk to my friends and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, I've, you know, Oh yeah. I've read that book. My friends are like, you don't read, but you know, it's cause I don't talk about it. You know what I mean? But like, you know, uh, so what, what would be like that? What's that quality in you? You think, um, or that quality behavior, you know, adjective, um, you know, activity. I think you and I can metal music, being an entertainer, being a musician, being a booking agent, all that um, requires you to be very social and like interact with people a lot. So nowadays, because we're barely interacting with anybody, save our, you know, our close loved ones, if we're staying at home with wives, husbands, parents, brothers, sisters, whoever. Um, yeah, yeah. 
um, you should try and take the time to be alone. Like don't, don't, don't do the whole, I hate being lonely. It's okay to be alone. So yeah. lately, like in the midst of, you know, quarantine life and like go outside, don't like make sure you wear a mask, wear gloves, stay six feet away from people. Um, this past month, that's especially, I've actually been driving up to like a couple viewpoints here in the Bay Area to like overlook the city and just have a sit, sit in the sun, have a drink, not alcohol, but like, you know, coffee, whatever, um, and just sit. Hot, hot chalky. And, uh, and hot chalky. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, get a little hot chalky, get a little chalky milk. And, <laughs> um, but that's what I've been doing. I've been breaking away, finding cool. a viewpoint, and just having a big sit. Just sit with your thoughts, just reevaluate like why you feeling the way you feel right now. You'd be surprised what 30 minutes by yourself feels like in complete just nature. I agree. In the sun sort of thing. So I've been I doing times. I'll, I'll try and do that at least once a week just to be like, hey man, like I talk to myself, like, am I doing okay? Where are you mentally? Like, how are your emotions? Are you doing all right here at home? I know the economy's kind of shot right now and things are not going as planned, you know, but yeah, you know, just reevaluate your thoughts, reevaluate here, reevaluate here. And then another thing I've been diving into lately is like, I'm not a yoga fanatic. I'm not really good at doing yoga, but I have been hitting the floor with just a mat and I just, yeah. stretch, just, just stretch, put on a, put on a little music or your favorite YouTube video or something. Yeah. Just sit and stretch for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You'd actually be surprised what releasing like, toxins and having yeah. a new blood flow going into areas you're stretching can do for rejuvenating your heart, your mind. That's actually something I've thought about looking into start doing more of is yoga. So a little yoga couldn't could go a long way. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I'm like, you know, I'm a heavier dude. I got shitty knees, dropped a few guitar cabs on my legs, you know, loading stuff off stage when I toured, you know, so like the you know also, I didn't take very good care of myself in my early years, you know, so. Yeah, I and about that. maybe I could segue into asking you a question. Like, what are you doing right now to kind of, you know, negate some of the hardships of what's going on today and stuff? Well, I'm still working. My day job's still open for another few weeks. So I haven't had the same, I don't have the cabin fever as much as a lot of people. Okay. Uh, I did just buy The Art of War, you know, the book. Good book. Um, I've actually never read that. So I decided I want some mental stimulus. So I'm starting on that, trying to do like a chapter a day. Uh, I'm doing this. Um, it gives me a chance to get to know like my, some of my friends from the industry better. Um, I have like some qualities that I'm not proud of in myself, such as like, I don't feel like I'm good at public speaking, uh, but I want to do it more. Like I don't like, I know I don't like seeing myself or like hearing my own voice. I mean, I think, I think all of us hate the sound of our own voice at the end of the day. I even said that on my last episode, but like, you know, I've been doing this and it's been a cool outlet. Um, I ran out of creative stuff to do. So I started doing this with guests. Like I have a couple more lined up that I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I make sure I go on at least like a half an hour walk every day with the dog. Um, you know what I mean? And then it, it's been really nice. Like, I think the thing that's been helped me the most get through all this is, you know, Trina is um, not working because of the pandemic. So she's around all the time. So if, I think it's just helped us get stronger. You know, it's like, I think getting to connect with my, my partner more, more than I ever, ever have before, kind of out of a, like, I don't want to say out of a necessity, but like we kind of have to because of how much time we're spending together. Like that's really helping me 
that get through this to cope. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, she's a constant reminder that I'm not in this alone. You're not. You have a, as lady that cares about you, you have a dog that cares about you, that relies on you, you know? So yeah. we, all, we all just got to do, you know, we got to all do our parts to try and, you know, distance respected. Yeah. Each other, man. Yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, only, so I have one last thing for you and then we'll wrap it up. This is right. how I'm going to end every question with every guest or every segment with every guest with yeah. this question. Um, what is, I asked Adrian the same thing. Um, you know, I know sometimes it's hard to tear down the walls. That's why I have this whole segment called unedited. That's why that, that's what this show is about. You know, like sometimes it's like, Oh, I have to answer this question as a band guy or, how will what I say affect this? Or like, you know, sometimes you have a show and you play a bad set and you're inadvertently like short with a fan afterwards or whatever. Like, what is something you wish more people knew about you? Like whether it's a, 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 a trait, a quality, something you like to do, like, you know, I know we, you kind of just answered that question, but that was more specifically into today's day and age. Like, you know, like sometimes being in the industry, even as like a manager or a promoter, like I have to wear a face, you know, which is why I started this series because I don't want people to only know like pinup Joel, you know what I mean? Cause you know, you know, you don't know that me really. Cause like we've only booked Fallujah like tw twice somehow over the years, you know what I mean? So like, you don't, when you see me, you just deal with like happy go lucky Joel all the time. You know what I mean? So like, like, well, so maybe there's like a trait or something about you that, that not everybody realizes, or maybe it's something that you wish more people saw in you that you, that you have, you know, is what would that be? I listen. Tell me what I, I listen. I listen. Oh, okay. Like, even if I'm quiet, I'm actually listening a lot. So, um, okay. I talk to people on the internet and social media, whatever. Um, talk to me, reach out, talk to your friends, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, yeah. people out there that care about you and love you and having them, you know, hearing you, they want to hear your voice and know you're doing all right. Um, go, go do that. You know? So I, I'm, I, I would like to think I'm a very good listener. So, um, perfect. perfect. People more often, and hopefully, you know, down the line, if I'm home or I'm on tour, on the road or whatever, Twitch streaming, yeah. anything. Um, brother, I'm listening. Sister, I'm listening. I listen. Hell yeah, brother. Rock and roll. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Andrew, thanks for joining me. Everybody, uh, please subscribe below. Uh, you know, I've, I've already had a lot of you subscribe recently and I really appreciate it. Andrew's got a lot of projects going on. I will link all of them in the bio of the video. Uh, Andrew, thank you for joining me. Um, I appreciate it. I love you. You're a great dude. Let's, uh, let's rip some call of duty later. Okay. Yes. Yes. Bot squad will assemble later. I am yeah. not worried about that. All right. Uh, yeah. Besides that, everybody, this has been another episode of 15 minutes way or so with Joel cupcake. Uh, unedited with my guest Andrew. Thanks, bro. Woo! Woo! Hi, guys. Thank you.